We're live from Cavens on a Thursday. Storm damage, they've got you covered. Emergency construction, emergency board ups, commercial building maintenance, Cavens restoration or remediation, Cavens roofing, you name it, they can do it here at Cavens Construction. Uh, we are pumped to be joined in hour three by our buddy Joey Helmer from OUinsider.com. And boy, uh, Joey, just that trend continues where incredible recruiting momentum. You guys have been all over it at OUinsider.com. And, you know, it's wild because we get so caught up in 23, as, you know, Trav brought up last hour. This is about 24 and 25 Sooners really starting to plant those seeds for their future recruiting classes, too. Yeah, they, they really are. And, uh, obviously, Oklahoma is uh, hoping for some good news um, here tonight. And uh, you talk about this weekend. There's another big weekend in store. So um, it's really been on the ascent for the better part of a couple months now, and um, it doesn't show any signs of slowing down. So um, you, you just have to love the the variety that that Oklahoma is. Uh, getting their recruiting from all over right now. Uh, I mean, they're, um, you know, something that really stands out to me, Brent Venables, when he's been at Oklahoma, he's always, always recruited Kansas uh, really well. And uh, Kansas and Missouri right now, you, you look at the, the couple of guys that they just got out of Kansas City are elite, elite players. And so um, that's no small thing. And, uh, yeah, you, you have to – Really like the direction that, in that regard right now. Joey, I asked this question last hour. Uh, I want to pose it to you. Well, I, I asked it in a roundabout way. Not a lot of these assistants that are new have a ton of ties to this region, right? Miguel Chavis hasn't really recruited uh, or at least hasn't been uh, in Oklahoma very long. Jay Vlies had some time at Texas. Obviously, Brandon Hall spent a skosh here at Oklahoma, but I don't think he was in a recruiting capacity when he was here. Ted Roof hasn't coached in this area. How impressive is it to see what they're doing, being that in a lot of ways this is a region that many of them are unfamiliar with? Yeah, it is really impressive. And um, I heard you talk about Jay Vlies as well in a, yeah. a previous segment or a couple segments ago, and um, he, he's been really good. Yeah, this – this staff um, collectively, when you look, uh, they, they've just absolutely, it, I don't know how else to say it, they've hit the ground running and they've been uh, spectacular uh, on the recruiting trail. And um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's really interesting to watch right now because I think the perception, um, even <laughs> like at the beginning of the month, was that. Uh, kind of what's going on with Oklahoma's recruiting winner. They get to really pick this thing up and um, you, you kind of snap your fingers and uh, then it all happened. And uh, it, it's a credit to, to Venables and his entire staff for, like you said, how they've, they've got out there and really hit the recruiting trail hard. Has, uh, you know, listen, we, we, we can talk recruiting all day long, and you guys have it covered at OUinsider.com. But I want to shift to yet another collective being announced uh, earlier today. It had been teased on, on Twitter. Josh and I were, were actually just talking about this during the break. I mean, is there a such thing as too many collectives, or do we just embrace all of these? I mean, I, I guess maybe my confusion is, you know, where do I put my money? How do I make sure that the players are getting the highest percentage of this? It's just – 
I don't. It seems like there is a lot out there when it comes to these collectives right now. Yeah, I mean it is, and it's it's just this huge product of the sport right now. Uh, it's interesting. We were uh, talking to, to Porter Moser about it in terms of um, how it affects the basketball game, and um, you know it's just so it's so ever changing with all the the collectives right now, and um, in you look and it's almost hand in hand with the transfer portal. And that's what um, really makes it just such a complex uh, thing right now and, and how you monitor it and how you do it. But yeah, there, there's so much out there now for players in terms of the, the, the collectives. And um, it, it's, it's really interesting um, in terms of, you know, looking at recruiting and how that affects things and, um, just all the different dynamics of it right now. What did Porter Moser have to say about the collectives and how it will or will not impact his program? Yeah, I, I think the thing that stood out to me, you know, he he got into uh, the, the, the transfer aspect of it a little bit, and, um, how, you know, you in football, um, it's a little bit different because, you know, you have to stay three years. So uh, that kind of affects things a little bit when you look at um, maybe what some schools have to offer, what you're looking at the transfer portal. Uh, you can come out a little bit quicker in basketball. So uh, he got into kind of that uh, part of the conversation. And um, I, I think everyone realizes just how ever-changing, like I said, it is and um, it's evolving really by the minute, what what these players are able to do and how they can market themselves and things like that. You know, it's fascinating to me because we get we're what thirty days away from the start of the college football season, and obviously all of our excitement is for Oklahoma and UTEP, and maybe even for some they're looking ahead to Nebraska in that third week, and that's fine. But I got to tell you something, man. What, what Porter has done in a short amount of time, that transfer portal, I saw, I saw a lot on OU basketball yesterday on my timeline. Uh, Joe, you can't help but be excited about where both of these programs are going, the men's and women's program with, with Porter and Coach Peroncheck. Absolutely. And you felt that coming out of uh, March and uh, April with how the, the teams, uh, obviously Oklahoma uh, on the men's side would have liked to have made the NCAA tournament, but there was a lot of uh, positive movement there. Uh, there's been a good hires, obviously, in the offseason when you talk about uh, the, the guys that they lost on staff and who else they brought in. And, and um, I, I was really impressed with Jenny Baranchek and what she was able to do in her first season. To, to be able to uh, bring it, you know, the postseason at a host site to Norman, it, right, off the bat like that, that quickly, it was impressive. And uh, Oklahoma, um, you, you look at the women's team, they're um, not, not going anywhere. They're on the right trajectory, too, and uh, certainly have a, a good foundation to build off of. I won't spoil all of the fun because I do want folks to head on over to OUinsider.com and check out your couple of stories on your explaining hey, here's my Big 12 preseason team, and, and this is why. One of those caught my eye. 
again, I'm not going to reveal everything without folks going over and reading and, you know, liking, sharing, all that fun stuff. Dylan Gabriel, preseason quarterback, uh, first-teamer for you. Why Dylan Gabriel? Well, I, I just feel uh, top to bottom when you look. I, I, I still I, – I don't see – why people are so high on Spencer Sanders. He's just been so turnover prone throughout his career. And uh, there's really not any reason to believe that that's not going to be the case again this year. I I just feel that Gabriel's the best quarterback in the league. I I think he's an outside Heisman contender. Um, I I know Stanford Steve, uh, for people that kind of follow him and um, are big in the betting community. He picked him as his Heisman Trophy winner. I'm not willing to go that far, but um, I, I think that Gabriel is going to be in the mix. He is the playmakers um, uh, across the board to be able to spread the ball. Um, I, I think that offensive line is going to come together. Jeff Levy's going to put him in good situations. So uh, it's a product of all of those things. I, I think Gabriel's um, going to have the best season at quarterback in the league. And I just, I, I'm out on Spencer Sanders and um, kind of the, the uh, how it seems like the majority of the people around the league feel about him. Pretty much the same. Never really understood it. But, hey, listen, they put him in the Big 12 championship game last year. We'll see if he can continue to improve. But I think even most Oklahoma State fans have kind of been in it. All right, um, who's next? Let's, let's kind of see what might be the next generation at quarterback. But he's got a chance. Uh, he's got a chance. I just wouldn't have him as my preseason uh, first-team quarterback outside of anything but just experience, right? The dude's been around, and that's it. Speaking of it, I, again, I won't spoil too much here, but who is, in your mind, if we're all going to assume that because Baylor's are defending champs, they're one, and say Oklahoma's two, who right now is number three in your mind in this conference? Is it Oklahoma State, or is there too much to recover? Could it be an upstart TCU? Might it be Kansas State? Who do you got? This is where it was interesting because when I looked um, at my ballot, there were two things that really kind of stood out um, to me. And one, I kind of said it in here in the piece, that for the better part of a decade right now, it's been a while uh, since, you know, we've said, well, it's pretty clear-cut that Kansas is 10. And then there's another block clearly on top of them. Well, I feel this year that 7 through 10 is almost one block. And so uh, West Virginia, TCU, Tech, and Kansas, all those four teams, depending on what happens in a couple of games, could be jumbled around in those spots. The other thing was, was like you said, the uh, number three position. And I think People are kind of sleeping on Kansas State. Now, I really like how their schedule sets up for them. Uh, they they go to Norman and they go to Waco as well. Other than that, I, I just feel like they can navigate it. They get Oklahoma State and Texas at home. Um, I, I like them to win at least one, maybe both of those games. And so uh, you talk from that point, if they're able to – to somehow steal one of those games uh, in Norman or Waco, and then you look at the rest of their schedule, it just sets up really nicely, in my opinion, for them to be the third-best team in the league. So um, that's how I have that uh, shaken out. And then I've got Oklahoma State and Texas at four and five there. So 
it's interesting. You know, I was looking at my ballot last year, and it wasn't even close to how things turned out, which <laughs> well, it was really interesting to look at. <laughs> Baylor and uh, Oklahoma State playing for the championship, and uh, I did not have that pegged as the matchup. So we'll, we'll see going forward what happens. But I, I, I just think um, Adrian Martinez, um, I talked about Spencer Sanders being turnover prone, and Adrian Martinez is big time turnover prone as well. And he is a player for making mistakes at the worst time. Uh, if any Nebraska <laughs> fans are listening, they're probably nodding their head right now. And <laughs> but uh, I think he had some experience certainly at that position. And then Deuce Vaughn is a legitimate All American threat, and the guy that I think. That could be the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. So I, I really like them at number three. I do too. I do too. They're they're a team that I'm digging quite a bit. All right, Joey, enjoy the week. OUinsider.com at Joey Helmer 247 on Twitter. Man, I always appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm sure you saw it, but Shannon Sell uh, got a job at UCF as a grad assistant. So that's a good deal for her. What? Do you see? So yeah. what? Shannon's at UCF. Sid's at Duke. Where did Fale just get a gig? She got a head uh, coach job yeah, somewhere. Chapel Hill in uh, North Carolina. Yep, that's right. Wow, look at that. Sid versus Fale. That's big time. Well, good on them. They're they're good. They're good eggs. I hope they have a blast where they're going. Thanks for I, thanks for. I didn't know that about Shannon. I got to send her some kudos. Thanks, Joey. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Hey, see you guys. Thanks. See you, buddy. It's Joey Helmer. Quick break. Do you know what it's time for, Josh? It's time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. And we'll do it next. And we'll do it live right here on The Ref. Here's a good Here's a good Air Comfort Solutions text, Josh. I'm watching Marcus Freeman right now on ESPN Sports Center. by the way. He's very likable. That's not the text. That's just a random observation for me. When I hear him talk, when I watch him, like even watching him do the spoof of the hangover. What their little in- – Yes, yes. I he's an incredibly likable dude. Yeah, no, they're so, doing some cool stuff in after- Notre Dame. There's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, give me a give me a happy hour with some Marcus Freeman and some Brent Venables, and I think I could learn a, and some Teddy Lehman, and I think I could learn a lot about defense and playing linebacker. But with that in mind, this is a really good point from the seven oh one, Chris Josh. I think when choosing a collective, you look at who or what sport you want to support. Example, Norman NIL Club looks to support just the football team. Fair point. I think you also in this, you know, I'm not, I I, I don't have a dog in the fight except that Gabe and Dusty are two of my best friends and I want to see him be able to help the program out. And I know that there is a very high percentage of, 20%, 20% more of the profits go to the players. And that that wouldn't matter to me. I also think, Josh, we were talking about this. We were talking about this during the break. It's, it's more than just supporting the guys and gals, too. It's also, all right, well, you know, what's, what's part of membership, right? You were saying with the Hawkeye Club that every – there's gear that's involved, too, that you get, right? Yeah, and just for example, with this Norman NIL club, 
25 monthly, you you get the Theo Weiss jersey 100 monthly. You get invited to the steak dinner with players this fall. So that kind of gives you an example of sort of what the tiers look like. And that was the same case for for Iowa's, you know, new swarm collective. For me, I'd love to see I'd love to see a collective that literally just releases merch. You know, that <laughs> that's what I want, right? $30 t-shirt that gets released every so often, $70 polo. I don't need the online community. And I know there's some other fans that, hey, they dig that, right? They want the online community and they want the digital content with the players. And there's certainly a marketplace for that. And I think that's great. And for fans that want as you know, as much access and, you know, as much of the ability to kind of reach out and touch the players and engage with the players as possible. I think that's great. But for me, it's like, <laughs> just make me Norman NIL club merch that I can purchase. That's what I want. Right. I like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And I keep going back to this, but whenever, you know, I was thinking about what Dusty and Teddy have done with strengthening Oklahoma, they got some, they got some pretty cool logo stuff, and they've made all of it uh, – or I should say, yeah, they've made all of it available on Twitter.com right now, and they're getting ready to launch the website. And some of the things that they've done on social media has been pretty cool. But I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this, right? And I'm probably, just to be honest – I'm probably going to be more apt to support a, a collective that's going to support softball. I'm going to find a collective that's going to support women's basketball. And I know there's some of you rough and tumble guys. You don't have no need for that. Title nine. But that's that's where I'm going to be. And I, I get again, I have no problem with any of it. I think it's all awesome. But it's so wild because what I thought, what – George Christopher Plank thought was going to be NIL when this all started has done a complete 180, right? I thought that I thought that there might be some some Twitch. Well, I mean, you said that. I thought it would be Twitch stuff. I thought it would be YouTubers, and I thought it would be Instagram lives, and I thought it would be um, I thought it would be certain clothing lines, gear, and I totally thought it would be, hi, Billy Bowman here for Cavens Construction. But it's kind of been more of like these insider things, right, that you get from the collectives, and it's great. But it's just wild how different it is, Josh, and what I ever thought it was going to be when this was introduced a year ago. Yeah, there's a little bit on the quote-unquote endorsement side, and I think that will still sure. exist for – some of these star players, but maybe not even to the degree that we thought it was going to be. It was early, and we saw some of those big mega deals, and I think probably for a select few athletes, maybe we still see, right, those those big sure. mega endorsement type deals. But generally speaking, yeah, it, it is going to be or appears to be that there will be more of this than that, the endorsement side, that it'll be more of kind of the subscription, subscription-based support uh, your favorite players in university, which, uh, hey, you know, that's appears to just be what the market looks like for NIL collectives right now. Like I said, I would, for me, and, and I can't be alone in this, there have to be other fans that feel this way. It's like, I, I want something I can 
can keep, right? I, I want just a just a shirt or a polo I can buy. I, I mean, to me, that's a good direction some of these collectives could go. I like that from the seven oh one. That's a that's a really good point because listen, there is, and I hadn't even thought of this. I've thought of this, and you 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 said in covering the Iowa thing, one of the concerns that they had was was how could it affect like, discretionary income, right? You join a couple of these collectives, which, right, you could choose at what level you want to join, but it's also, Josh, it's not cheap to then say, well, I can't afford to buy tickets to a game now. Or I, I, Again, I'm vamping here a little bit, but how does that affect maybe some ticket sales or some ancillary items on that front? The, the do- donation side, right? I mean, right, right. Eventually, you just get to that point, and probably the market that is going to, you know, donate and upgrade their season tickets and would think to be a part of these types of collectives, maybe that's, I mean, that's not really the same market as, say, the casual fan, right? Right. And I, I think that's okay. So maybe they can exist, you know, maybe they can exist comfortably together, but I, I do wonder a little bit that there's only so many dollars to go around for a lot of fans. And are you grabbing from the same pool, the season ticket holder pool, right? Or these, you know, for these collectives, are they going to get the type of support that they want or they feel that they need? Because eventually, I mean, if you're talking to, I'll just call myself the the casual fan, right? Well, there's only so much I can spend my money on. There's there's only so much that I have to to toss out there on season tickets and trying to upgrade and, and get the best season tickets. Or, okay, I've got football season tickets. Now I want basketball and women's basketball and softball. Well, now maybe i got to cut out a sport because I want to support the collective too. So, yeah, trying to figure out how all of that works and what that means, I don't think we have the answers to any of that yet. Agreed. But today, Norman NIL dropped in. Uh, it's all over social media right now if you guys want to check it out. You know what? Jessica L. is supposed to join us here in a minute. Jess, do you want to come on now? All right, come on. Let Because here's what we'll do, Josh. It's 1130. We owe you the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. And why not just go ahead and, and get the true star of our trips to Caven's Construction? Usually ends up generating – uh, a take or two. There you go. I'm sorry. Those, those are the those are the bad headphones. I apologize. Are you feeling okay today? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Good. I'm sorry. Tired. Oh. Okay. Long day. Been a long week. All right. It's yeah. only Thursday, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Jessica Lyle joins us from here. At <laughs> it's Thursday. Really, that means the week's on, almost on over. Radio? Yeah, we're live right now. Oh, really. hey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is back in the studio today. Um. Hey, so Josh. you good? Everything okay? Yeah, we're great. Good. Good. It's oh, good great, to see great, you. Great. What's up? So, Gary, look at this. Did you see this today? Oh, I forgot my notes. Here you go. You can take my notes. Well, I hold on. I got a script today. You got a script today. I got to make sure. <laughs> oh, by the way. My talking points. How was the mon- – did you go to the Monster Truck show? Let's get the most important thing out of the way early. I did. And? Oh, no. That's not a good reaction. It was entertaining. Now, was it truly them just running over cars or what? They didn't – they did. 
Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They ran we are talking about something from like seven days ago now. No, it's been two weekends ago. What's, has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was entertaining. Oh, wait, you didn't come on with us last week, did you? Yes, I did, but we didn't talk about monster trucks. Because didn't we look at your weird picture? Oh, that's week? right. We were looking. It was Ugly Picture Thursday. Mm-hmm. And since uh, we can only do that once a month, oh, did I find some doozies. Did you win the contest? I don't know. Did I win Josh last week or, or we not? We know Josh didn't. Yeah, Josh's was too like hip. He actually looked okay. Um, and we know. I think I won because Pierce is too young. He, he was just a cute little kid. So, yeah. I mean, I was sporting the really bad comb over. Is that your phone is right that now? Hold on. Is there a panic that goes on whenever the Amanda, phone starts? can you silence my phone? <laughs> it's okay. You don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about what you got going on here at Cavens because you name it. You've got it covered. I think Gary mm-hmm. put it best where he said, yeah, there's there's a little bit of everything that you guys take care of. But on the maintenance yes. side, you're all about commercial maintenance and helping mm-hmm. out companies. Take me through how you do that. Um, as efficiently as possible. Path of least resistance for our customers is what we're most concerned with. Them being able to contact us in whatever method is most convenient for them. And we take care of it quickly with little to no stress for them. And... In today's, I guess, society, we've been in a world where you've had maybe rifts, reductions in force. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have a, a maintenance guy there to help mm-hmm. you out. You guys can be that one-stop shop for everything, can't you? Yes, we try. And especially water mm. problems. Hit me up with all the notes that you have for today before I have a very important question for you. Oh, I can't wait. I'll, I'll rush through this. No, no need to rush through it because it's what pays the bills. So you get that first. <laughs> That's true. Well, um, Gary Cavins really wanted me to focus on water loss issues. And and what we mean by that, a water loss, is just kind of more insurance terminology for if you have any kind of a flood or pipe break or roof leak or anything like that. And you have significant water damage, and it's just kind of our industry terminology for dealing with your um, property's water issues. What uh Drying, build back repairs and then of course once you do it there's mold issues it could be problematic there, well right? hopefully there's not if you call us soon enough we can help mitigate that issue but you know sometimes people are out of town or right. it's a vacant property and you don't discover it till later and then yeah if that's the case we can we can really help out with any kind of a mold issue anything else on the notes we need to make sure and hit um i think that covers that we got it look at you well, actually, overflowing bathtubs, sinks, and washing machines. You wouldn't believe how often this happens. People leave a sink on or a I've bathtub upstairs. I've seen it in upstairs. the cartoons. No, it happens a lot. Even vacant properties like a toilet supply line or something will malfunction. And I could see that. Just totally. But literally, people will forget to turn off their bathtubs. Yeah, listen. So I went to a house. <laughs> um, I'm not going to name any names or say where it was, but I went to a house to do... An investigation is what we would call it after a water loss because they had used someone for structural drying that wasn't necessarily their ex- area of expertise. So they wanted me to come in and check it. And they had an upstairs bathroom. They left a sink on and went out of town for the whole weekend. And it just caused Wait. so much damage. So I've done things where I'll maybe either be washing my hands or doing the dishes and I'll walk in the other room. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, forgot. I almost cussed. Oh, I forgot the sink. I got to go turn <laughs> it off. Literally, that's no. got to be another this, level of just 
wash your hands or your per- I don't know, maybe you're washing your teeth, rushing out the door, and then you come back three days later and your house <laughs> is a disaster. Oh, my gosh. Water running into the street. But the point is, you can help. We can help. Okay, here's my final question for you. This is very important. Hot topic. Hot topic Hot for me take. today. So my daughter is 14. I have a 14 and an 8-year-old. What right? grade is 14? So that's going into 8th grade, right? So she's a 7th grader going into 8th grade. Got it. She's uh, been texting with a boy. No. I agree. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the show, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> but get this. Get this. The boy texted me. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, here, hold on. Gosh, it's so weird that kids have cell phones so young these days. I mean, I remember when I, I wasn't allowed to have one until I had a job and could pay for it. My parents were like, what do you need a phone Same. for a job? Same. Oh, I, what are you talking about? There weren't phones whenever I was a kid, but I couldn't even get one <laughs> until I was college. He, uh, but this was cute, and I kind of respected it. But he said, oh. I've been talking to your daughter, and I just Stop. and I was just going to try to earn your respect. So I thought maybe it's like, do you need some help around here as a 14-year-old boy? Maybe we get him up here and uh, do a few chores. I don't know if that's even legal. Is it not? I Dang don't. Kids have to be a certain age. 16? I don't. This isn't a date. My daughter's not allowed to date. Now, I want to make this very clear, y'all. My daughter's not allowed to date, all right? It's, it, it, she's in seventh grade going into eighth, right? She's, she has the phone for emergency purposes, but she's got a lot of friends, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm, you're not. And next thing you know, I end up in this hell. So When did they text you? When did it happen? I just spilled water on myself. Yesterday. What Yesterday, did you say? I told him, I'm like, listen, you're 14. You don't have to learn, worry about earning my respect. Just be a seventh grader or whatever grade you're in. I don't know. Maybe you've been held back. Maybe he's a sixth grader. Who am I to judge? Do you know how old this kid is? I think it's the same. I think he's 14. It's not like some 20-year-old dude that's texting at me. There's a six-year difference between me and my wife, and so that always kind of freaks me out a little bit thinking okay, about that. that. That's a six-year difference is, is a and lot less meaningful when you're 14. Right, exactly. I mean a lot <laughs> More meaningful, <laughs> but, sorry. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, sorry. What's, what's going on in this Jessica L's world? Speaking. But no, So you're saying I just shut it down. Should Gosh. I take the phone? No, don't punish your daughter because some kid's being a weirdo. <laughs> I hope he's not listening right oh, now. Oh, bless his heart. Well, but I mean Probably that is that is kind of you know a <laughs> little bit little bit ballsy. To t- but so this is the perspective that I needed here because you have you have a stepdaughter step. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I have um, she's twelve. Yes, and he's fourteen. I don't. I don't know. What would you do if your 14-year-old stepson came to you and said, hey, I've been talking to this girl, um, and I texted her dad to just tell him that I want to earn his respect? What would you say? Oh, moments in stepmothering. Let's go. Okay. I would probably ask why he felt the need to contact a parent like what's okay how serious is there the nature I literally of their interaction think i literally think they've texted twice so i mean it wasn't like a thing that's been going yeah, you on no he might be ready to propose <laughs> from the sounds of it some kid shows up in my I door with he... a ring he won out of a bubblegum machine <laughs> or something if they even have those anymore oh but... gosh i'd probably just let it go I think I'm going to do that. I just let it go. Let That's it go. so strange. It is, right? Well, Kids well. are so odd. <laughs> I don't know. And they have technology at their fingertips. All right. Uh, anything else we need to mention on, on Caven so Gary doesn't get mad at us? Cavensconstruction.com. The phone number. You know what? That's do the you w- know without looking it up here? Yeah, I absolutely know without are you looking it lo- up. You're looking at your computer no, screen, though. <laughs> 405. 
five seven three three zero four eight. Yes, can we call us Tulsa if you number? need anything. Four zero five five seven three three zero four eight. Cavinsconstruction dot com. Parenting advice. Call That's right. We'll yeah, Jessica will help you out. And we should also <laughs> add that uh, on a serious note, I've noticed this a lot around town. Roll offs. You guys have dumpsters yep. where we have a lot of junk around our house, and if you're just trying to get rid of it, boom, throw it in the roll off. Drop mm-hmm. it off, pick it up, we're good to go. We can even get rid of the junk for you. If you don't, you know, you're not able to get to it, you need some help, I've got guys. 405-573-3048. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, thank you. Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day next right here on The Plank Show. Stick around. Final hour of The Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside, well, you guessed it, Chris Plank. Hour number three, it's brought to us by Rooftech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Give Josh Tuckle. Josh Tucker, excuse me, at Roof Tech, a call for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Roof Tech of Oklahoma, Josh Tucker, our man over at Roof Tech. It's time, Plank, for the long-awaited, anxiously awaited top five stories of the day. Let's go. Let's do it. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino, where real gamers come to play. Newcastle Casino, big story number five. Number five. You know what we're still waiting? We're still waiting on anything involving one Kevin Durant. But what what, what we have discovered is, like many have told us, it's going to be a long process. Yesterday, here's what's weird to me, is NBA people are so thirsty for any information that nothing has really changed in what was being offered for Kevin Durant, but suddenly everyone thinks, oh, Boston's the leader. Well, Jason Tatum spoke out yesterday about the possibility of a Kevin Durant trade. It's a great play, but that's not my decision. You know, uh, I love our team. I love the guys that we got. Now we got two. We got two new pieces. Um, I love our team, right? Uh, like I said, I'm, I just go out there and play with my teammates. So that's not really. I don't put that hat on to make decisions. I don't know if you can make sense of that because. That audio sounded a heck of a lot better when I was listening to it before we played it than it did on the air. My bad. He but loves his teammates. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. And from that perspective, there's the big NBA news of the day. Big story number four. Number four. Speaking of maybe being a day behind the lane, Kiffin cut on NIL started to make the rounds yesterday. Well, I don't have a, the perfect plan for it. You know, just in answering the question, there should be some form of cap because if you look at professional sports, uh, which now we are in a professional sports. Uh, we have free agency for the players. They get paid to play. And so my point of capping it was at least then there'd be a way to manage it. Remember, too, not only is there not a cap, we have collective groups, donors, paying players and picking the players to come um, supposedly without in communication with the coaches. So how would that system work in professional sports like the NFL? Everybody has a different cap. And the coaches and the general managers aren't picking and choosing how they divide that cap for the players. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But from the beginning of this thing, if you understood and you looked at it, you could see these problems coming. I've said it. You basically have now legalized cheating. I said that I think the first week that, you know, this came out. So we are where we are. Can I say there is one thing that Lane Kiffin has said that really, to me, um, makes the most sense. And this has been one thing that has resonated with me for a long time, Josh. What happens if you have a 
player or a recruit that someone has really committed a lot of resources to trying to bring to your school, even though that's illegal, and you don't play him because he either is not playing well or he's not following the rules, but there's been hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in bringing him here. I mean, maybe even millions. That's a fascinating contradiction, I think, in, in what – well, I don't even think contradiction is the right word. That's a fascinating dilemma in what you would be dealing with when, if, if we get to those types of situations. And i got to give Lane Kiffin credit. He gets clowned on a lot. He's not afraid to be the butt of jokes. He'll sometimes slip and say stupid stuff. But, man, he seems like he's been pretty on point with a lot of this NIL stuff. Yeah, what you just touched on is why it really makes the most sense to pay players after – they're on campus. But, again, that's not really kind of the world we're living in. Anything else from media days? Now that we put it – we're waiting on – I thought Pac-12 started today. I guess it starts on Monday. But anything else from SEC? Let's see. What do we have last week? SEC, ACC, Big 12, and now Big 10 this week. I will say this. The one thing that caught my eye was that the, uh, the Big 10 media days, they don't mess around, man. They get you up there. They get you out. They get in town. They get out. Yeah, I don't mess around, baby. Kevin Warren and company, yeah, they zip you right through there. You know, and then there's also this. Think about this. And I know everyone's written about it. There might not be a more impressive 180 from where a dude was a couple years ago whenever he shut down a conference because of COVID and a a league, even though it wasn't him, it was the president's, uh, than what he's done. What Kevin Warren has done, a complete 180 over the last couple of years, amazing. Amazing. All right. Uh, big story number three. Number three. All right. Two, uh, I guess more. It's got Major League Baseball highlights from last night, including right here on our flagship in Norman. The ref, the Cardinals getting it done. A swing and a high fly ball to center field. This is going to go. Three-run homer, Albert Pujols. Number 686 in his career. Cardinals won it 6-1. to one. You had a walk-off in Colorado. Oh, yes. Diaz, two walks on the day. Swings and hits it to the right side. Into right field for a base hit. Rogers scores. Iglesias to the plate. He scores as the ball gets by. The Rockies in a walk-off. And speaking of walk-offs, the Subway Series. Swing and a liner to left. Base hit. Put it in the box. Here comes Escobar. He scores the winning run. Marte slams his helmet down at first. The Mets have swept the Yankees. They have defeated them 3-2. to two. The Mets pour out of the dugout. They are mobbing Sterling Marte to the right of second base. Big story number two. Number two. In case you couldn't tell, the Mets won that game. Oh, by the way, the Dodgers play the Rockies tonight. Bet on the Rockies. Dodgers can't beat Colorado. I don't know why. It's the reality of it. I have so much from the NFL, we may have to table it. But uh, Jerry Jones keeps talking about the postseason. I'll be candid with you. There's degrees. Uh, I want to be fair to everybody concerned. Uh, We need to uh, uh, be in the playoffs. We need to be viable in the playoffs to be a successful season. Oh, and uh, then Aaron Rodgers with a little shade towards Tay Adams. I mean, it's always tough going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Aaron Rodgers when talking about Alan Lazard 
and the transition. Now, I'll be fa- I think Derek Carr has had a much better career than Alan Lazard, but I do kind of dig Aaron Rodgers throwing the shade, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. We've learned a lot about recruiting on this show today. Sooners under lights last night ended with, what, five offers, six total, I think. Uh, and uh, we had we had Travis on earlier in the program, and he seemed to be very, very high on the Hawkins kid who was offered last night. We'll see if Oklahoma can close the deal on him. What, class of 24 for Hawkins? Anyway, yeah, that nice. sounds that sounds correct. Beautiful. Take a time out. We'll come back and wrap it up from Cavens on a Thursday with a blank show. Minutes. Let me hit the best of the uh, text. My man, Tulsa Food Guy, good to see you're still hanging in there with us, Tulsa Food Guy. Tweets Addison, uh, Addison says, my son is 14. He'll date your daughter for Bedlam tickets. <laughs> my daughter doesn't need to date anyone. And number two, uh, I am not a ticket guy. I never can get tickets to anything. My mom is the worst. She's like, you can get tickets to it. You, you can get tickets to that. I know I can't. I can't. I'd like beg, borrow, and steal to get six tickets to Bedlam. It's just oh. He works it out. Listen, if he's giving tickets out, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to Josh. <laughs> That's right. I'm first up on the list. Uh, uh, good question from the 469. What the heck is going on with Deshaun Watson? That's what I want to know. Me too. I do find it very odd that the confidence is there that the Browns have him in training camp. I do find that odd because it looks to me, Josh, like he's running everything. And I know it's only like day one or two for the Cleveland Browns, but still, I find that odd. And my man Sooner Zach writes, maybe a collective could be seasonal-based. Example, football season, you donate to football, then softball season, you switch support or basketball. Uh, some fans will value experiences over a shirt that rips or expires too. No, that's, that's right, yeah. It's that's different right. for everyone. That's why I'm saying, look, just create something for me. <laughs> to where I can buy merch and everybody else, if they want to be, you know, a part of the monthly online community, they can do that. Yeah. You know, just have both. And also, man, some of you people spend a lot of time in spaces. I don't know how you do it. I mean, literally, there's about half. And now Twitter Spaces invades the top of my Twitter feed. I mean, I've got nothing against it. I'm not a big Spaces guy. I do a radio show. But, huh, man. It's kind of guys... like the salary cap, Plank. Work doesn't actually exist. Man, I, I wonder. I wonder. Do your employees know this? Everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, Football Friday tomorrow focuses on the Pac-12 in hour two. Pac-12 over-unders. Everybody prepare your under bets for USC. Steel Man and Thune at noon are next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.